All right. Hello. We are here. Episode 15 of the Making Noise podcast. My name is Adam Kano. I'm your host. Uh, in On the Making Noise podcast, this is where I have conversations with fellow musicians about their lives, their careers, whatever. Anything that comes to mind, we talk about for the most part. Um, I'm particularly excited about this episode. I got to have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Sarah Whitney. Sarah is a violinist and musician's life and business coach. She is the violinist in Sybarite 5, a fantastic string quintet. They shred. They're awesome. I would highly recommend checking them out. And she is the founder and director of an innovative concert series called Beyond the Notes. In, in this conversation, um, Sarah presents a new program she's offering called the Career Reboot. And we go into great t- detail about what that is, um, but it's a four-month-long online coaching program, and it's an exclusive group. And it's amazing because um, there is, built into it, is the accountability of holding each other up. So the other participants are part of the program. You are holding each other accountable. And along the way, Sarah is guiding you with her expertise um, from everything she's learned from her career. And and in our conversation on this episode, we also talk a lot about productivity. Sarah has some really, really interesting nuanced perspective on that. So I think this will be a really interesting episode. Um, unfortunately, we had a, a small window of uh, time to talk, but there's a lot in there. So um, yeah, sit back, relax, and and I hope you all enjoy. Please like and subscribe and uh, follow the podcast on any platforms that you prefer and if there's one that you want me to add the podcast to please contact me i will gladly add it to your preferred platform uh yeah let's make some noise my name is adam canal and i am a collaborative composer join me in the search for a career in classical music this is the making noise podcast as a violinist you are in Sybarite Five, String Quintet. Um, you are a business coach. Uh, you do life coaching as well, right? Well, I call myself a life and business coach. I sort of tackle all the things when it comes to artists creating the careers they want. Okay, okay, got it. It's a sort of interesting um, overlap between business coaching and life coaching. Um, how how much of that do you differentiate so so much? Like, <laughs> that's a good question. You know, I think. There's so many overlaps when it comes to like the coaching work. Something I've learned with all the projects that I've created, really that um, that like the mindset and the business piece really go together. You know, you can have all the business skills in the world, but if you're not in a good headspace to be confident about putting your product out there or your idea out there, or if you are just you know feeling like unsure you know it doesn't matter how many business deals you have like you have to be in a good headspace so that's where the mindset piece comes in you know how do we get in that headspace where we can say okay i have this idea and i see that's possible and i like maybe it's scary to think about putting it out there but it's like all right i'm going to push forward and do this um and so i think that what i've found in my work and even in my life you know like the blocks that sort of like that stop us dead in our tracks when we have a good idea and we talk ourselves out of it like what do we do right so with the with the skills that i do with the life and business coaching i'm really able to tackle all corners of that and 
help you, you know, with the strategy and the skills, the nitty gritty, like how do you actually create a product or a project, produce a show or, you know, create this, the, the nitty gritty of the back end and the systems and the structures, but then also, you know, how do, what do we deal, what do we do when things get in the way, like with our mindset and all that stuff. So anyway, that's sort of a long answer to your short question, but well, that's a great answer that I'm like, I'm so psyched on that. <laughs> um, it, it's it's so true, though, because I, I I kind of I feel like when people say, oh, well, I have my personal life and my business, my professional life, like yeah. you do. But at the same time, it's like each, each life informs the other. And so um, I, I think that's amazing that you're you're emphasizing so much on like, look, this let's make sure you have a career. But are you OK, too? You yeah. know, like, let's make sure that you have some stability. Um, well, I think it's also like, you know, I'm all about creating a career that you love, like in a business that you love. And I think that, I mean, as musicians, like, I mean, I can speak for myself, maybe you can relate, like we're, we're taught to work really hard. And, you know, like, I think there can be an association with like, I have to work so hard in order to make this happen. Well, yes, of course, like we have to, there is an element of working hard, but the process doesn't have to be excruciating. Mm -hmm. You know, like, let's look at how the process is going to go. What do you want your process to be? Because if you're building a project or a business or whatever it is, or recording an album, and the process is absolutely excruciating, like, what is, you know, is that how you want it to go? So I think, you know, that I really challenge my clients to, to think about that and, we really craft things in a way where, yes, you can have a goal or, you know, but it's also the process because that the process is, process is what we live every day, right? Like totally. hours, minutes, everything. Like, how do you want that to go? So that's yeah. amazing. I, I'm this is so crazy because um, the this is definitely not the first time I've heard someone say that before, even on this podcast, like the, how important the process is. Yeah. And, and it makes so much sense that like, even if you're like, if you, um, let's say you like cooking, but then you're like, Oh, I'm gonna try making a pizza and you hate like God making dough sucks. It's like, well then don't do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's really great. Yeah. I, I, I'm one of the things that I find so, um, fascinating and, and, um, what's the word admirable, I guess, uh, about you is, is, it seems to me that you're always like you have something going on. You, you, you're posting stuff on social media, like, Hey, check out this thing I got coming up this workshop I got going on. And I'm like, Oh my God, Sarah is on it. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes me wonder like, what is your process? Like, how do you maintain that balance with everything? Like you're, like you said, we said the personal life and your professional life. Absolutely. That's a great question. Um, yeah, well, I think, you know, if I was sort of to distill it down, I mean, there's a lot of elements in, in how I make it work, but I think um, it took me a while to realize that actually one of the most important things is sort of observing my boundaries when it comes to like work um, and then like time off and really sort of incorporating that into the puzzle. You know, I lived in New York City for 12 years and I lived in the heart of Manhattan and I was quite a workhorse. Like I'll be, I'll be totally honest. I was really a workhorse and that can be my tendency to just, you know, I think also as a freelancer, you know, many, like many freelancers, like we don't have like quote weekends built into our schedules. So it's just like, well, I can just work anytime. Like, mm. you know, and I found myself sort of doing that. 
Um, but shift I've made, especially since I've moved, but also in the last couple of years is sort of really understanding the power of time off and that it can seem counterintuitive, but if we actually give ourselves that time off, we're going to come back and do that other work better, faster, and you know, it's going to be more enjoyable. So that's been sort of a very important piece of how I maintain things, which may seem like the most counterintuitive thing to say, Sarah, how do you juggle all these things? Oh, I take time off. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, of course it's, it's more, it, it's more complicated than that, but Mm -hmm. Um, that's what enables me to show up my best. And it's, you know, it's not just like, oh, take a day off a week and you'll be able to juggle everything. I mean, I'm sort of like a productivity, like nerd. Um, maybe I, maybe I could say a productivity ninja. Um, <laughs> but, but so I have a lot of systems that I really swear by. And, um, for me, it comes down to really setting up my day, you know, like the gold for me, how am I intentional about setting up my day every morning? you know, and getting clear about how I want it to go. That being said, you know, of course, like things come up, things change, things take longer than you think. You know, there is, I'm not saying I can create a perfect schedule and then stick to it. You know, right. I also like, that's not what I mean, but I am constantly intentional about how I'm spending my time. Um, because I think something that can trip up a lot of people is being very reactional to what's happening. We react to everything. We react to our email. We react to, you know, like what's happening around us, which is a part of our life. But if we aren't clear ourselves on what's most important first, all those reactions like email can really, like we could spend all day doing email, right? And reacting to everything that's coming in. Um, those things need to be taken care of, but I guess what I'm saying, and I can give a tangible example, like, you know, like one of the things that has changed my life is I don't actually check my email first thing in the morning. I do not. I don't check my email until about 10 a.m. And that has been a game changer because in the morning before 10 a.m., I can say, right, what is the most important, what are the most important things I need to do? And then when I go to check my email, yeah, I have to deal with it. There are things I need to respond to, but it keeps me really focused on what's most important. You know, if I was to check my email first thing, like, you know, I used to like roll over in bed, like grab my phone, like check my email, like mm -hmm. before I was even awake, you know, like, and you start seeing like uh, emails are 90% of emails are asks from someone else. So it's like, can you do this? Or are you free for this? Or can you send me this or, or whatever, right? Um, those are other people's to-do lists, like ask Sarah for this, <laughs> ask, you know, and, um, I need to tend to those. Of course I do and I will. But if I start my day out tending to everyone else's needs, then my like most important priority items are just going to fall lower and lower in the day. And then I'm going to get to the end of the day and be like, I was busy all day, but I did. I, I didn't like that thing that was really important to me. Like I didn't move the needle at all. So that's sort of, I, I guess I'm sort of answering your question. I mean, there's a lot of elements to it. Um, and I do have support now, you know, I have an assistant, I have someone helping me with social media. And so I'm at a point where I can hire in people, but, but those, the, the foundation of the things I mentioned are still very much there. And those are things that have really helped me in the last, like, like, you know, five years or so to juggle everything that I do. So. Wow. That's, that's powerful. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you just so, sort of diagnosed me <laughs> without even really knowing. <laughs> you just pointed out every little thing like, all right, Adam, you messed up. You need this. Like, <laughs> no, 
no judgment no judgment oh no 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 i i know i'm just uh I, the things it's just resonating a lot with uh you know um like for example i i i'm the same way where i i can't look at my phone or anything like that first thing in the morning i love the way you 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 frame that by the way by saying that you're tending to other people's needs yeah. and not taking care of yourself and everything you said right there to me sounds like the description of what the productive musician means mm. and I, that's one thing i wanted to ask you because i like reading that i could i could picture a college music student reading that and being like well we're all productive we're practicing all day in the practice room and we're working with ensembles and this stuff and and uh but i knew for you it was a lot more than just that yeah and, it and you just laid it all out <laughs> <laughs> well i think you know my whole like like from the foundation of my work and when it comes to productivity which is obviously something I'm very fascinated with and have studied a lot. Um, you know, it, it there's a lot of myths around it. Like, I mean, for instance, like it's not about like one of my a quote actually that I think is now mine. Like my clients say, Sarah, this is your quote. You say this is like your quote. Okay, um, productivity is not about getting the most done. Productivity is about getting to the end of your day and feeling like you got enough done. You know, I think there's this myth around, I'm gonna practice for seven hours or, or actually let's talk about to-do lists. Like it's like, I'm gonna get so much done. So if you have a to-do list of 30 things, okay, that's a lot of things, right? And you get 25 of them done in a day. That's a lot of things to get done, right? But yeah. if you get to the end of your day and you are looking at those five unchecked items and you're going, oh my God, I still didn't get, oh, okay, okay. I still gotta like, get all these things done. Okay, like, you know that feeling? Mm -hmm. like. Is that like, is that for, like, is that where you want to be? You know, so it's, I, I like to reframe things and, you know, I don't like to play the right wrong game, but it's like, how do you want to feel like, how do you want your day to go? How do you want to feel? You know, that's so true. That's so true. Cause I, I and, and you know, I, I imagine most everyone can attest to that, that by the end of the day, you don't feel great about what you did when you look back at it and you're like, oh. I wanted to do these other things, but I, I did everything else instead, like send emails and yeah. um, I don't know, whatever else they're, that they're not tending to. Yeah. It, it, I, I feel like that's just sort of um, a universal thing amongst musicians, especially college age and then just graduating and stuff. Um, it's a weird sort of dichotomy because like you said before, we're trained to work so hard in our craft. Mm -hmm. you know but then applying that to some sort of like viable financial options but at the same time um like what you're saying um feeling like you're moving the needle yes toward toward whatever it is you actually want to be doing yeah 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 because i think something that i talk to musicians a lot about is like this feeling of being stuck or like maybe it's being stuck or maybe like you know you have a good idea but you like maybe you don't know where to start you don't feel like you have a skills or strategy or you know it's sort of like lives in this land of is that possible or like the thing i mentioned you know about do you have an idea and then you talk yourself out of it because you're like oh actually no i'm like i'm not me i think i can do that like whatever right, right? but you know how do we like like that's i mean that's essentially what i help musicians do you know come up with a strategy and and it's it's not, there's not just one strategy. I mean, it's really all individual, like find systems that work for you. Right. I mean, I shared the systems like that work for me. And I mean, 
I obviously, you know, there's a lot of like, there's actually a lot, of, a lot of science behind some of the things I shared and why they work, you know, with the time off and all that stuff. But, um, but you have to find a system and a process that you love. And um, so it's, it's finding that balance, finding that sweet spot of a process you love, but also like making progress. Because, you know, I think, what does it feel like if you, if you have these dreams or these goals, but you never feel like you can reach them? Like, just like that, like, you know, that, like that feeling over and over again, like, you know, and I think it's like, we need to first unlock the possibility and then the tools to make it happen. Right. Um, so that's really like, that's my whole jam. <laughs> I, I'm all about that jam. I want to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the, well, the great thing too, is, um, you're, you're starting a workshop. Would you call it a workshop? Well, I'm starting, I have an online group program, a group coaching program that will be starting in April. Yeah. Yeah. And so these tools that you're talking about, people can have access to. Yes. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about this upcoming uh, online coaching that's going to be going on in April? Yes. So I'm launching a program called the Career Reboot which is um, a four month online exclusive program for professional musicians who are really looking to take ownership over their career. I've talked a lot about, you know, having those ideas and not really being sure if they can happen. It's all about sh turning that around. You have the idea and you know how to make it happen. And I'm gonna be teaching skills around that. And it's also, you know, it's like, how do we do this without second guessing and burning out? You know, because I think we talked about working hard, right? It doesn't always just have to be work harder. Um, so yeah, in this program, it's a combination and it's a, it's a combination of, you know, weekly trainings, group coaching sessions. There's a lot of one-on-one, -on -one, um, support, but also a really incredible community, an incredible community of musicians to support each other, um, that are all kind of like-minded and looking to really take the driver's seat in their career, create the opportunities they want, finish those unfinished projects, you know, gain that confidence in really being someone who's taking ownership. Um, so it's going to be really incredible. So yeah, I just opened the doors um, for that program. So if anyone's in, anyone is interested, um, I'll send you the link. Maybe you can put it in the show notes or something. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really really excited about the program. It's going to be incredible. I'll be sharing like all my secrets. I'll be in everything about you know how I've created my concert series, um, the different projects I've launched, all the ideas that I've really turned into a reality, um, as well as all my productivity. You know, like bag of tricks because. You don't get anything. You you know you work with a, like productive musician. That's what's going to happen. So it's like the systems, all the stuff. So it's going to be awesome. This this sounds like an amazing. Uh, I keep saying workshop. I don't mean to. You that's know, okay. That's just, that's program, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's it's an online experience. Like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. This this sounds so amazing. I mean, like even the the couple of um, you know, things that you've mentioned in our discussion so far. Like I, I want to dig deeper, and yeah. I'm so excited to hear hear you say all this stuff. And I and I I already know that anyone who takes the workshop, they're gonna get all of that. Yeah, and more. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's amazing. I did the workshop last spring, um, and it was incredible. I sold it out, and I had this incredible group of musicians, and they have all just sort of made this incredible transformation. I mean, I help people. You know, how people really grow their income. I've, I've like my clients have launched brand new podcasts and launched co online concert series. Also, um, what else? I'm trying like 
like I've helped people with their teaching studios and teaching studios and their businesses, like some coaching businesses, or, you know, a lot of people are, are shifting and pivoting right now um, because of the music industry. So a lot of musicians are doing things that are newer or maybe putting themselves out there in a new way. So I, I you know, it was really incredible to, to see the results that these, that, you know, they all got. So I'm really, really excited to be doing it again. Yeah. That's, yeah, that sounds amazing. I have no doubt that the, I mean, the, the people who've worked with you already, I, definitely, um, uh, what's the word, like, boosted? <laughs> you know, like, sure, I like lift that. Lifted up? Lifted, up. lifted lift up, uplifted. Yeah, yeah. Um, how, how, because you, was last year the first year you did it? Mm -hmm. Okay, so now that you're doing it again, only amidst the COVID-19 and stuff like that, um, what sort of things do you think have to drastically shift in regards to like maybe what we're thinking about as music entrepreneurs or you know just starting our careers yeah absolutely well the the first program actually was during COVID. it was in it was in may oh my um, god i'm yeah you're right <laughs> no, that's okay but i i mean it's a it's a really good question because i think you know we are in a different place than we were in may like no one had any idea that we'd be coming up on a year of of this lockdown or shutdown um you know i think I, from from the musicians I've talked with and a lot of my clients, you know, like as I mentioned, a lot of people are in this position of having to do something to to do things differently. Um, you know, we're presenting music in different ways, we're making income in different ways, we're putting ourselves out there, we're shifting, and and I think also there's a lot of people that are realizing that maybe pre-COVID they weren't actually as fulfilled as they wanted to be. You know, I think. I was on the hamster wheel, you know, I was running around like sort of I think I've talked to a lot of musicians with this time. There's been this this part of this um, element of reflection where we're able to get really clear on what's most important to us. And, you know, musicians who have said, you know, I like I actually haven't been I'm not as fulfilled or I haven't done that creative project. I have been putting it off or I haven't finished it or I haven't, you know, I haven't actually, you know, I had one client who he uh, was a, he's a freelancer in New York City, incredible musician, violist. Um, and he said, you know, when, I, when we first started working together, he's like, I'm a really good freelancer. Like, I can show up. I know I will do the job really well. And I'm really good at doing things for other people. Like, he's like, I know. Like, I know how to do it. I know how to work the scene. I know how to show up. I'll do, like, the best job ever. And he was really successful in the freelance world. But what he hadn't done, he didn't have anything that was his own. And he's like, I never, like, I just sort of realized, like, I haven't actually done anything that's, that, you know, that's mine. I'm just doing things for others. And so he realized that, and that was one of the big shift he made um, in really realizing that he could. He had ideas, you know, but it was never, like, he just never really paid attention to them or didn't really ever know how to nurture them. So it was really about bringing these ideas to life. And the other thing I'll say is, you know, I think this is actually an incredible time for musicians. And I say that, you might say, what? That's insane. But I mean, of course, like I, I don't, you know, we've all, like the scene, the music scene has been turned upside down and it's been super challenging for so many. And I, of course, I mean, for all of us, right? As musicians um, and everybody. <laughs> but, um, but I think also it's an opportunity because things are being done differently now. There's sort of this, there's this new opportunity. The industry is getting redefined, right? Because of all the innovative um, ways people are presenting things, putting things out there, you know, the creative kind of, you know, like anything's possible right now. 
because the rules that we knew before COVID, they don't exist, you know? So I think it's also an incredible opportunity for musicians to create what they want. You know, there's this sort of, and I think, you know, like obviously like as, um, I think there's like, we can see the horizon a little bit more with, you know, with, with COVID and, and things, you know, going back to whatever you call normal, who knows what normal's gonna be, but, um, <laughs> But I think it is, it's a really amazing opportunity to, to create things on your own terms. And so I really believe that. I see a lot of musicians who've done it. Um, so I think it's sort of a matter of, you know, do you wanna put yourself in a place where you're, you're coming out ahead and now's the time. Um, so I really believe that, that, you know, there's, there's a silver lining to um, this being a time when anything goes, like, you know, anything goes, so. Wow. I, I, what is that? Do you want to put yourself in a place where you can get it, be ahead or what was that? Yeah. You want to put yourself, yourself in a place where you're, you can come out ahead or something. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. You, on a personal note, you are lighting so many fires for me right now. I'm so excited. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, but I, I love those two examples that you gave about the violist in New York who said he's really good at doing things for other people, but he, he's unable to kind of, move forward with his own things and and the fact and then the second thing being that there's so many opportunities that are available now because the rules are gone yeah and i I really feel like both of those things are so applicable to everyone yeah that's amazing i mean yeah like everyone else that's that's been my thought too it's like oh no we're in this place what do we do now yeah um and you're you're providing such amazing resources this upcoming workshop which is going from april until august right yeah yeah it's four months yeah Yeah. four months yeah um total side note too you i love the uh the names you come up with with all of your all the things that you do thank you they're they're simple but they're so like to the point and it makes (laughs) you kind of be like wait what is this Thank you. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just, you know, beyond the notes, productive yeah. musician, um, the the take the driver's seat, you know? Yeah. And then and then now this one, the uh what's this one called again? The career reboot is the career reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, yeah. but yeah, all all like like bite-sized little things that it like it, it, it when I see it, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, it, it's it's such a fantastic um, fantastic opportunity. Is how long is the um, the sign up open until? Yeah, well, you know, like I think it's it's likely going to sell out. Like it's going to fill up. So I mean, the program starts in the middle of April. I'm going to officially close the doors um, probably April fifth. Um, but if anyone's interested, I really recommend um, you can book a free call with me, and we can you know it's it's just a quick you know. 20 minute call, um, where we can see if it's a good fit. Um, because it's a really small program. I don't, I'm not, it's not huge. And so I really make sure that everybody that is part of the experience is the right fit. Um, so if you're interested, book a call with me, no strings attached, you know, if if it's, if it's the right fit, we can talk about moving forward. If it's not, that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, so I just recommend people if they're interested, book a call right away. Cause I mean, it, it could, it's very likely it will fill up before, um, before april 5th so right. i'm gonna miss out yeah look at that see that people you got a free free call yeah 
find out find out if you're uh if if it'll work out you know smoothly yeah i, I love i love that approach this is so cool um let me make sure we got we got a little bit of time left about eight minutes yeah. or so sure um, absolutely is there is there before you know i say anything else is there anything else that you you wanted to kind of touch upon maybe you have a no, I mean, I'm happy to chat about whatever I'm, you know, I think like, I love this conversation. I mean, you're <laughs> like, we're like talking about some of my favorite things, you know, like, um, I think it, it's, um, you know, I, I think one of the things that I've been talking about a lot in a lot of online stuff, I've been doing a lot of stuff, uh, you know, free seminars online recently, um, is, you know, obviously we are, um, we all are, are grieving, you know, we've all lost things during the pandemic with work and, and everything else. I mean, obviously it's, it's devastating and we have to grieve those losses. But what I have been talking a lot about is I want to, I want to focus on what is possible and what we do have. And, um, and I think that's, you know, where we can really come together and support one another and look at possibility. Let's, you know, like I said, we want to come out ahead, right? Mm -hmm. So we're at this kind of turning point. Um, so, yeah. That makes me think of, um, uh, have you, do you know the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Yes, I do. That yeah. makes me think of, uh, in the first chat, I think it's the first chapter where he, he redefines the word responsibility uh -huh. to mean, um, he, re he redefines it as the ability to choose your response to external stimuli. Wow. So like how, you know, how you handle the situations that are presented to you is more important than, uh, I, I don't know, like, you know, like, like, like what you're saying, like kind of uh, how you're going to bounce back. How are you going to come out of this? You know, yeah. Um, yeah. sort of like, it's not the falling down, it's the getting up. Mm -hmm. or whatever that saying is yeah yeah that's what's sort of coming to mind as you as you talk about this stuff and and like i i think that's just uh so applicable and and so necessary at this time i mean whoo i'm feeling it sarah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely it, it definitely resonates a lot um but there was something i wanted to ask you and it's slipping my mind right now terribly uh yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not losing that one. <laughs> It'll come to you <laughs> sooner or later. But um, yeah, one thing I was curious about though is you talk a lot about imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Could you explain that a little bit? I know we have a little bit of time left, not too much. But um, I, I wonder if people even know what imposter syndrome might be, and I feel like you know. Yeah, sure. So I mean, imposter syndrome is sort of um, that feeling that like. It, there's a lot of layers to it, but it's sort of like that feeling like of not being good enough. Like if you have an idea, you kind of say, oh, well, actually, I'm not like uh, you talk yourself out of it. Like, I'm not good enough to do this or actually I'm not qualified. Maybe I'm not qualified to do this. And it can be it's like that feeling of or if you're putting yourself out there and you put a project out there, you can say, oh, my God, who do I think I am to launch this project or put out this album? You know, that self-doubt. Um, so it's really centered around the self-doubt and second guessing. Um, putting ourselves out there and it's something that you know i mean i'm really open about it i think it's something that we all experience myself included um and i think one thing that i really love to talk about is sort of normalizing the conversation around it um and 
because I think the first thing, like the first thing people, sometimes people can think is if they have those self-doubting thoughts of like, oh wait, I'm actually not good enough. I shouldn't do this. They think it's a, means it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you're right. I shouldn't do this. I'm not good enough or I'm not qualified enough or I'm not ready yet. Or, and so they take that as a sign of, oh, right, I shouldn't. And they either scrap the idea or don't move forward or, right. Um, but we all have these thoughts, every single one of us, myself included, as I said. And I think that um, I just, you know, I think that's the first thing that we have to recognize. And when we're, when we're getting out of our comfort zone, we're doing something new for the first time or we're growing in a way or we're putting ourselves out there like a, you know, like a step further than before or whatever it is, we're getting out of our comfort zone, right? Like that's going to be uncomfortable. You know, like if we're doing something new, like is it possible to be a master at something you've never done before? Mm. No, right? So, um, and so I, I say that like, if we're doing, if we're doing that, we're putting ourselves out there, we have to expect these thoughts, like they will come. And that's like the first piece, because if we are like, oh, I hope, you know, I hope they don't come, you know, it's sort of like, like, we're going to be caught off guard or it's going to spin us out. It could spin you out, you know, more than saying, all right, it's not about trying to make the thoughts go away. It's about what do we do with them? How can we say, all right, yep, I'm getting out of my comfort zone. This is what happens. This is what happens no matter where you are in your career, what level, what stage. Um, so it's really about um, how do we quiet the voices instead of try to make them go away. So, yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. And now I forget what your question was. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. You answered it like, like spot on. Um, that's, I, yeah, like I can totally test that myself. I mean, when I'm writing a new piece of music and I think I'm like, oh my God, am I, am I at liberty to use these sort of notes in this way? Or like, is this too much like this composer? Or um, yeah. do I look like I'm ripping off this person? And, mm-hmm. and you know, like sort of second guessing what you're doing and... I mean, once again, you're like, you're totally dropping bombs where people were like, people get like, it's just, I think, encouraging the, uh, uh, the, the workshop that you're going to be presenting in, in April. Yeah. The, yeah. the fact that, uh, it, you know, the fact that it's over four months too, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Well, I found with the work, you know, I think, especially if you're, you know, we're talking about like, I'm all about making a really big impact you know like i with the clients that i work with like i you know i've learned that it takes time to make these changes or to really like grasp onto a lot of the concepts and in, in even the tools the business tools or learning that stuff um and it's you know it's a place where there's also support and accountability so within the program you know it's a community that you can use and you have accountability from me you have accountability from your colleagues in the program um so i've found that having that time frame it creates this you know it's an incredible experience um and you need time to make really significant changes you know you can't it's not really going to happen in a, in a week or or even maybe a month you know i think um we're talking about you know really like we're really creating something on our own terms right like so yeah i found that the time frame is is really uh, really important it's funny you say that because speaking of time frame my yeah. timer just went off <laughs> <laughs> fantastic timing fantastic timing here we are right on time <laughs> oh my god i love how that worked out um 
that's that's amazing i i yeah i i love that it's extended for that amount of time to to focus on like fostering your your growth and the accountability like you mentioned and and um working alongside people who are also trying to you know strive for their own success and and make their projects grow um yeah. this has been such a fantastic conversation thank you uh, absolutely yeah. thank you for being on this uh before we we close it off though anything you want to plug uh like social media where how people can reach you or um you know anything like that Sure, absolutely. So yeah, you can find me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at The Productive Musician. You can also find me on Facebook. I have a really awesome private Facebook community actually called The Productive Musician Facebook Group, um, which is an um, incredible place. Um, you can also find me on Facebook for Sarah Whitney. Um, there's a couple places you can find me. But uh, yeah, those are the best places to find me. And um, if you're interested in the program, there'll be information on all those platforms there. But as yeah, I'll make sure that the link gets sent to you, Adam, so you can put it here if people really just want to dive in and check that out. Um, yeah. And oh, and I have a blog. I have a blog called The Productive Musician. Um, my website, sarahwhitney.com, you can find stuff there. Or the blog, which is on my website, is also at theproductivemusician.com. And as a member of the Productive Musician Facebook group, I can attest to the benefits you will get from it. So, Well, thank you. <laughs> thank Absolutely. You. <laughs> yeah, well, Sarah, thank you so much. This was an amazing conversation. I'm, I'm so honored to have you on here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.